What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit kia.com to learn more. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-334-Q for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special edition of Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. This is a spoiler version of the Batman review, which I normally keep everything on the podcast completely spoiler-free so I don't ruin anything for anyone. But with a big movie, I always like to get into all the details and talk spoilers. So this is only if you've seen The Batman. If you haven't yet, well, click off of this and don't come at me because I'm about to talk about a lot of spoilers. So this is your last chance to get out of here. All right, now that we're all here, I also like doing these reviews because I'm a little bit more kind of open with everything because I don't have to worry about saying anything wrong or giving way any endings but we're going to get into all that here now i wanted to start with why i didn't rate the batman higher and the flaws that i found with it that i couldn't mention in the you know spoiler free version and i hate to start at the end but i didn't love the hint and introduction of the joker i kind of feel like now that's a character you can't really touch One, because Heath Ledger has already played him so well in The Dark Knight. But two, because I loved Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker and him in that role is just what I want to see now. And seeing a third, or I guess this would be a fourth version because of Jared Leto, I wasn't into it. I felt like that took a little bit out of the movie at the end for me. So seeing them hint at that, and I don't know exactly what's going to get into the sequel to this which they're saying that you know maybe the riddler and the joker break out of arkham and that's the next movie but that's what kind of took a little bit away from me as i didn't love the joker in it and the other thing that was a little bit weird for me watching this movie is i know it had to be grittier and completely separate itself from the dark knight because if it didn't people would just say it ripped that off and it wasn't unique enough And with it being now that grittier, darker version, there was something that lacked a little bit in the fight scenes that happened, you know, in Gotham that made me realize I was watching a movie. And I don't know if it was just a personal thing, but when I saw Batman fighting some of the thugs, I just felt 
for the first time that I was watching some dude in a costume being a vigilante and saw like how that would really play out in the real world. And it felt a little bit of a dumb idea to me that it took me a little bit out of the idea of Batman just being this super rich guy that did all these cool, amazing things and had all these gadgets to just Batman being this dude that went out and played dress up. And I had that, you know, thought for just a little bit of the movie that a little bit took me out of, you know, it being how I described it being a masterpiece. So those are the two things that I didn't like. And again, I was going to rank this movie and be a lot harsher on it because I was expecting it to be that good. But now that I got what I didn't like out of the way, let's get into what I loved. And I think it was the fact that Robert Pattinson was so different as the Batman in a way that I wasn't expecting. I didn't really ever think of Batman being this really weird outcast before. And having that idea really play out and done so well here, it just gives it a whole different feeling. It's like the movie... I had been wanting to see and didn't know how it would get delivered. And with his true detective skills coming out in this movie, it just made it so fun to watch. And the Riddler's entire diabolical plan in this was so almost chilling and real, like resembled real life so much that at times it was a little bit scary. Like, I don't think this movie is for everybody because it gets a little bit so realistic that it makes you feel like in today's world, like it's a little bit dark. And that kind of comes back to in this movie, how the Wayne family is actually flawed. And a point they get into is the whole story behind how his parents died was actually, they were trying to cover up something, but then you find out on a much bigger scale, they were actually trying to at the core do good. But in Riddler trying to expose all these people in Gotham and show them for, you know, the awful people, awful things they've done, they go after Bruce Wayne and they go after Batman. And him revealing all these things about people after he kills them just adds like this other big layer. It's like, oh man, this is a really intense villain. And it doesn't feel like you're watching just a normal comic book villain. This could be a real guy who's like sitting behind a computer and finding out all these things. He just feels like this hacker persona, which I know they based it a lot on the Zodiac Killer. But putting it in, you know, what would we know as 2022, it just felt so realistic of like, man, this could actually happen. And yeah, just having that feeling and that idea of Bruce Wayne and his family, you know, having a dark past was something we hadn't seen before. And for some people, it feels a little bit like, oh, man, this is this is Bruce Wayne. This is Batman. But it makes the ending that much more heroic. Before I get into more talking about the ending, I really, even though it, I did get taken out a little bit from some of the fight scenes because of that reason, my favorite part, a couple of my favorite parts, one was the chase scene between Batman and Penguin. One of the greatest chasings I've ever seen. And it created this emotion of you really wanting to see Batman just pummel somebody. And what I think really great superhero movies do 
is they give you that, you know, that feeling of wanting them to take down the villain at different parts in the movie and not quite getting there. Getting a little bit closer, but not quite getting there. And then when they actually do get the villain, it's so gratifying. And I think I really felt that in this chase scene. I kind of hoped that the Penguin would have had a bigger role throughout this entire movie. I thought he was going to be a little bit more as as the main villain. But the Riddler totally steals the show here. Although I think what I do kind of see coming, especially going into the sequel of this, is the Penguin growing stronger and stronger and then becoming more of a force. You'd see a little bit more of just like his introductory stages here. Still a great villain. But I think what really set this movie apart was the ending. When they finally capture the Riddler in kind of a anticlimactic way of his actual arrest but the whole thing leading up to them, all the details of the way that the Riddler played Batman, got him to do exactly what he wanted to do, landed him in prison, but it was such a mind game. And that scene at the asylum where the Riddler is in jail, Robert Pattinson as Batman is there, you know, interrogating him. That was my other favorite scene. When the Riddler tells Batman you're not as smart as I thought you were, which was a part that was in the trailer. And going back to the trailer, it was able to show these little moments that you thought were going to be bigger things. And the movie was a completely different story than I was expecting. So I love that they didn't give that away in the trailer. But with that line, it was so chilling and such a turning point in the movie to where you thought it was already over. It wasn't over. And the fact that the Riddler was able to play Batman was a truly great accomplishment in film. It was such a great twist. And I'm just sad that I won't be able to experience that again and feel that same way. That's why I think the beauty and what would go against this Batman movie is once you've experienced all these twists and turns, you know what's coming. It may not make it that much of a rewatchable movie which I'm starting to consider if I should really even put into consideration when thinking how good a movie is some movies are only meant to be that exciting one time but I love that scene and what that scene sets up is Batman truly saving the city of Gotham which we've seen time and time again it's a theme of every Batman movie he tries to save the city but here you have this grittier and more fleshed out version of Batman to where he now has a whole entirely different reason why he's fighting why he's trying to do good he's trying to prove to people that the Wayne name isn't disgraced while saving the people of Gotham at the same time and proving that he isn't as bad of a person or a bad person at all that the Riddler's trying to play him out to be And that scene when all the bombs in the van start to go off around Gotham City, the entire city starts to get flooded, and the Batman has to spring into action, was quite utterly amazing. And again, it goes back to it being so real and so lifelike that the entire Riddler scheme was him recruiting people online to basically set up this, you know, slaughtering of people, getting them all joined at one place, and then essentially picking them off. I felt that was pretty scary to portray in a movie, especially in today's world, 
I felt a little bit scared by that. And I like dark twisted stuff. But even to me, I was like, I can't believe like this is the direction they're going. But the reason it worked is because Batman was there to save the day. And at this point in the movie, I loved seeing him so broken down physically and mentally. And the moment of satisfaction to where he was able to beat that one guy to a bloody pulp after, you know, stabbing himself and reviving himself was so gratifying to watch. And that's the moment I love in superhero movies in any movie where they are finally able to overcome everything and have that big hurrah moment. But the difference in this movie than Marvel movies is in Marvel movies, it's a lot more of like a cheering you know, you see those reaction videos of everybody going crazy in the theater. This was almost just the more internal, like, brought me joy. But you're not so... It didn't feel like I was watching a sporting event like I did when I watched Spider-Man, you know, No Way Home. Like, I, I yelled during No Way Home. I didn't feel the need to yell during Batman because it just has a whole different feeling to it. And I think Spider-Man No Way Home was very much playing on to fans like those those movies just serve fans like me so well but what the batman did was serve any level of movie fan if you're into dark stuff like this but that scene where he saves the day it was so different because what happens afterwards is something i've never seen in a batman movie he goes on to immediately start saving people and the reason that's important is because all the other times of every portrayal of Batman, really any superhero, they do all these things to stop the villain. They make all this collateral damage to, quote unquote, save the city. But in that process, they don't really help people. They don't really seem like people doing those little small things. And while they save people from maybe, you know, the entire city baby dying, they don't really hop into action to do the little things they're not there for the cleanup. You don't see the Avengers out there picking up or extinguishing all the buildings they set on fire. But in this moment, you see Batman, after he just did one heroic thing after another, immediately going in and starting to rescue people. And he wasn't even a superhero in that moment. He wasn't even Batman. He was like a first responder. He was out there, you know, in his Batman suit, but covered in mud pulling people from the wreckage, getting people out, helping kids on stretchers, you know, getting them rescued and being there to pick up the pieces. And that was something I've never really seen in any superhero, just be a real person trying to do something good while he is this vigilante. He's also there just to help. And after all this destruction of Gotham, there's no big sunshiny day right after that final scene. It actually talks about them, you know, having to live with the effects of like, you know, it took weeks or months even to recover from this. They referenced the National Guard coming in. So it really felt like Gotham was actually a real city. And all of these things were happening for a reason. And it wasn't just in some big fantasy world. It just felt, yeah, more realistic in that sense. And the other part is that Catwoman in this was the smartest person to be one of the only people to be like, you must be rich. The way you're talking and the way you're saying these things, you must have grown up rich. The only person who's ever kind of put that thing together of like, well, 
there's this guy who runs around this town with all these cool, expensive gadgets. How is he able to do this? Well, he must be a billionaire. Like, no one ever puts that together that Bruce Wayne, one of the richest people in Gotham, couldn't be Batman. So I love that aspect, too. I love the explosions. I love the grittiness and the realness of all those fighting and chase scenes. And I love that feeling it gave me once he finally was able to win and prove himself. So that is it. My full spoiler review of The Batman. And I talked about it a little bit earlier. But it looks like there will be a sequel going into this. In this same world of the Riddler escaping. Possibly teaming up with the Joker. I'm excited to see Robert Pattinson in another movie. I would love to see them bring in other villains. Again, I don't love the reintroduction of a different Joker. But what I've heard from director Matt Reeves is he will have a different spin on the Joker. He's not going to have an origin story of a guy who was dropped into acid. I think like Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, he will just be an utterly disturbed individual. And I kind of think that'll play up nicely into countering the Batman. So there you go. There's my full spoiler review. I hope you watched and enjoy the Batman as much as I did. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz, This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.